So something that seemingly paradoxically can very easily stand in the way of our real human success, meaning sanity, happiness, all those nice kinds of things, is a failure to acknowledge imperfection and weakness. Meaning we see that it is incredibly difficult to think about ourselves in a, a, a clear, objective way, in the same way we would think about anybody else. For example, uh, we may have a, a friend or family member who has a few pimples, and, and that, it's not a big deal to us. You have a few pimples. It's even less of a big deal. Maybe it is a big deal. It might be our child. We're worried for him or her, but uh, we pass a person on the street. The person has a few pimples. It's, it's totally not a big deal. And yet, if we have a few pimples, that might be the self-focus of our life. Oh, well, let me get a new cream. Let me get this and that, which is not to say we shouldn't get a cream. We get the point. It's the, the emotional attitude towards the, the reality here. Uh, or for example, uh, we, we're sitting next to somebody on a bus, on a train, on a subway, and the person tells us uh, their story that uh, you know they're, they're not uh, doing too well at, at the moment uh, with work, with, with professional success and things like that, then we may feel bad and sympathize and, and uh, offer our advice and condolences, and yet we're not going to be super traumatized over it. We're not going to kind of just totally break down and, and, and go crazy over the fact that the uh, the person feels a little bit incompetent right now and feels a little bit uh, vulnerable and insecure because of, again, the failures, things like that, right? It's, 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 it's life. And yet, if maybe a fraction of that occurs to our own self, it can, of course, be a very, very different story. Or, for example, uh, similar to, to the first example we gave, we, we understand the concept that there's a lot of people that, say, struggle with their weight or their physical appearance. And, and we see a person that's a, uh, a, maybe losing a fight with gravity at the moment. And again, we can sympathize. We can uh, offer advice. But it's not going to be the end of us. Right? Uh, and, and yet, if we suffer maybe from a fraction of that fight with gravity, that's a big deal. I'm very insecure. It's all I'm thinking about, my self-image. This and that. And just so we understand that there's people in the world that might be described by not the nicest terms, terms such as uh, in, challenged when it comes to intelligence, challenged when it comes to uh, beauty, challenged when it comes to abilities and, and all kinds of challenges. And yet we take it in stride. This is life. Uh, I mean, just do the best you can. What else can we say to you? If we feel bad. If, if anybody's less than perfect, we feel bad. And, and we always say that do the best that you can, but that's it. And yet if we deem ourselves to be not the smartest or the most beautiful or, or having the most wide ranging, versatile personality and the, the greatest uh, uh, diversity of skills and, and abilities and talents, then it's a, it's a, it can be a huge deal. It can be a deal breaker as it concerns our happiness and our mental health. So we see that we have this basic, excuse me, imbalance as it concerns our, our perception of others and ourselves. Now, is it because we choose this out of many options and, and we, you know, for, for no reason, and we, we do it on purpose or we mean bad? So we would say that the a way to think about it is that to ourself, we come across, a, 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 we experience ourselves as a subject and everybody else we experience as an object. So consequently, I, uh, I see your fights with gravity, but I feel my fights with gravity. I see your um, kind of uh, evidence of your lack of, of talent or ability or intelligence, but I feel an experience from the first person point of view, my own uh, uh, lack of capacities, right? I, I see you dozing off. 
uh, when when you're supposed to be alert, but I uh, but I feel myself dozing off when I'm supposed to be alert. I see evidence that unfortunately you're in pain. Maybe you got a paper cut, and you say, "Ouch!" I feel my own paper cut. So there's a big big gap here. Right, so how do we uh, uh, address this gap? How do we close the gap? So we can say, uh, uh, offer a, a, a more so conceptual, quote unquote, philosophical approach and, and a practical approach uh, to start with maybe the, um, the, the the philosophical approach. We would say that uh, 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 as much as it, it appears to be so that other people to us are objects and we to ourselves as subject, we would say it is so, except the one who's a subject is not who we think it is. Meaning, um, let's do a thought experiment uh, wherein uh, we uh, grew up in a situation where we never saw our face once. For example, there's individuals that uh, are, are congenitally blind or from a young age and then have their sight returned to them, maybe cataracts, uh, something that have, have their sight returned to them at a, at a later age. And it may be that a person has no idea what he or she looks like. Or we could think of more, hopefully, although not necessarily, unfortunately, Kind of a thought experiment where a person is raised in the dark, uh, or uh, like in Batman, or whoever the the character was. Something this person basically has no idea what he or she looks like, and then let's imagine that this person is shown a bunch of photographs and asked to, to select it yourself. Right? Maybe you select yourself. Whoever you point to is going to get uh, a million dollars. Right? We we look at a bunch of uh, the person looks at at a bunch of faces and has no idea which face to select. Maybe you can kind of try to guess in whatever way possible, uh, but that maybe no no absolute no certain way to select. So we see that the face is an object out of many. Right? I don't even know what, what's my face in this situation. And yet if I do know what my face is and I look at it every day in the mirror, I'm so associated with myself that I think that is myself. But I see it's not myself. Your face is an object to me as subject, and my own face is an object to me as subject. Right? And it's the same thing. Theoretically here, it may not be so practical, but it's conceivable as, as a matter of thought experiment that we would never know what our body looks like or even feels like. Again, we no need to get into the details, right? That somebody was raised in a sensory deprivation tank or in some kind of situation where they were, were floating, didn't feel their way, whatever the case may be, that's also conceivable. So the person is asked to, to point to your body out of pictures. I have no idea what my body is. I don't know. All right? Now, things get closer to, to home when, when it comes to mind, when it comes to personality, when it comes to all these things. And yet, we say that, um, we say, you know, I was 10 years old, and, and now I'm, I'm 20 years old, and now I'm 40 years old, now I'm uh, 80 years old, and, and hopefully so forth and so on. And yet, uh, I still say it's me. And yet, the, everything about me or just about is, is, is very, very different. My intelligence, perhaps, or, or at least measured in a certain kind of way, maybe in certain ways it stays consistent, but in a certain way, my maturity level hopefully has changed. My knowledge has changed. My memories are certainly different at 80 than at, uh, at 10 years old and so forth and so on. And yet, I remain the same. So in principle, in theory, it would stand to reason that all those things are also object to me, just as my face is. It's just that we can't, or at present, a thought experiment doesn't come to mind wherein we would be able to point to, not be able to identify our own innermost attributes of mind and personality. Because, we, because again, they're much closer to home. We experience them in a, in a different way, either quantitatively or qualitatively than our body. But, uh, excuse me, it, it would appear nonetheless to be the same idea uh, uh, so that that's a, a theoretical way to to kind of uh, be able to think about ourselves in, in a more 
uh, without as many complexes and in a more objective way. I may have never known what my face looks like. So now that I know, why should it be the central idea in my life? My looks, my lack of looks, my good looks, my bad looks, these kinds of things. I may have never, in theory, known what, what my body looks like. Why should it, it be the, the absolute most important thing? Which is not to say it shouldn't be important at all. Which is not to say I shouldn't pay attention to, to uh, the, again, the pimples on my face, to my physical fitness level. Sure, but it's still just an object. It's like I take care of my car. I take care of, of uh, my clothing, uh, hopefully. I can iron my clothing, things like that. But it will be messed up if that was the highest idea in my life. If there was nothing else to me other than my vehicle or my watch or my clothing or something like this, hopefully there's more substance to me. So the same idea goes. If I'm totally hung up on my attributes, whether they're good or bad, it's not healthy. It's not the, the, the way to go. There, there's other things to think about. For example, what is it that I can do uh, for others? What is it that I can do to contribute to the progress of uh, whatever is extent, whatever goes on in any kind of way? Right? That how can I mind um, some or another idea or ideal and, and, and really uh, kind of sacrifice myself for it? And if I'm hung up on myself, again, either in one way or another, thinking I'm the, the smartest or the dumbest, the most beautiful or the ugliest, the, the um, leanest and meanest or the um, uh, most uh, kind of, uh, again, uh, challenged by, by gravity, whatever the case may be, we would say that's definitely not the ideal. But what about um, some, some practical things? Because that's a, a difficult, I have to understand a number of concepts uh, uh, there. What about some practical things? So practically speaking, we might suggest that it's extremely uh, healthy and useful to get used to criticizing ourselves and to uh, uh, speaking openly about our weaknesses. For example, a lot of people admire comedians that can go up on stage in front of many people and speak about their obvious defects. For example, I have a huge nose or a tiny forehead or a really big belly or uh, my parents uh, and or guardians were uh, were big bums and, and uh, you know addicts and they beat me and all these kinds of things, which normally all, all these things are, are, are hush-hush. They might be traumas. They're definitely sensitive. And here, somebody has the guts to go up maybe in front of national TV <laughs> and, and speak about these kinds of things. Oh, you know, I got on the scale yesterday and, and it broke. So we see, we, we, we like this kind of stuff because we can maybe intuitively sense that it's a healthy kind of thing to <laughs> air out this stuff, to not keep it quiet, to not have complexes about it, to be open about it. I'm not perfect. It's okay. Uh, I, I have uh, uh, my issues. Maybe I'm not the smartest. Maybe I'm not the most beautiful. Maybe I'm not the most professionally or personally successful. I can joke about it. I can laugh about it. And consequently, I'm that much more uh, or less likely, excuse me, to kind of really be uh, uh, be uh, hung up about it and develop psychological issues in regard to it. And we would say, insofar as something does not affect our mental health, it does not affect our, our, our real kind of conception of the good and of things, what does it matter uh, that much? It matters for, for maybe a, a pragmatic reason. I want to not break the scale. Fine. I want the, the other benefits of, say, having a healthy weight, something like this. But it's not affecting my mental health, my relationships, uh, uh, my relationships, w w my relationships, excuse me, with myself and with others, it's not that bad, right? So the idea would be that it only affects me 
in that negative way when I'm unable to view it objectively, when I'm unable to laugh about it, I'm unable to take a step back and view it as an object. It's not me, uh, whatever it is, my, my failure, my losses, my inadequacies, it's not me. It's, uh, it's part of me. I accept it. I take as much responsibility for it as I can. Maybe I can't. Maybe it's uh, my heredit- hereditary. Uh, again, my uh, you know hair is has dandruff all the time and no matter what I do, right? okay, I'm, I do what I can. But uh, it, 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 n- nonetheless, it's still an object it's still not all of me so you would say that that's a that that's a, a, a tech, practical technique there and a further benefit is that it may prevent us from developing uh, as we said mental health issues but also in, uh, in some cases extreme pathologies for example we see an individual maybe uh, that uh, is uh, very kind of uh, introverted shy doesn't feel able to get along with and connect with others but instead of airing this in the open, instead of just being open about it with oneself, uh, I can't see it in myself. I'm blinded to it in myself. And consequently, I begin to think the whole world is evil. Them, the people that socialize with each other, the people that go out, go to restaurants, uh, talk uh, uh, openly. And me, I'm here, this quiet little world. And I, and I, the, these dark thoughts begin to brood. And goodness forbid, ugly things can occur as they always have and continue to. As opposed to just saying, okay, I'm not that... You know, I don't naturally have the the most extroverted, open, uh, sociable personality. Let me work on it. Let me laugh about it a little bit. Let me go talk to to one person and and, and try to overcome my fear of of, of people. Things like that, right? Or a person uh, feels inadequate physically. Uh, You know, I'm not, uh, 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 maybe I'm a guy, I want to be big, but I'm not. Maybe I'm a girl, I want to be also big and I'm not, or I want to be little. Uh, If I'm a guy, it doesn't matter, right? Whatever the case may be, right? So here, I'm not open about it. I I, I cover it up and I say, you know, the world is evil for not accepting my body type, for not accepting my face, for not uh, giving me the same, maybe, uh, uh, romantic relationship prospects as it does to other people. And now I'm going to have depression and anxiety and eating disorders and this and that. On the other hand, we can just say, you know what? I'm, 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 you know, I'm big or I'm small or I'm ugly. It's okay. Right? I can go up on, on stage, even if I'm brave enough or in theory and, and say in front of many people, look how, how ugly I am. Uh, blame my parents, right? They're ugly too. <laughs> and it's funny and that's it. Right? And, and first of all, that would endear us much more to, to, to other people and potentially overcome our, our physical shortcomings. But it can also be a great preventative measure again from that uh, kind of a cataclysmic, myopic uh, insanity that can ensue when we refuse to, to look at our weaknesses. And there are individuals, if we take it to an extreme degree, that cannot absolutely on, on principle see a single thing wrong with themselves or a single inadequacy by the way of their own self. I cannot possibly excuse me, say that um, or admit that maybe I'm not physically, mentally, morally, emotionally perfect. So consequently, if there's any response to me or anything happens in my life that is less than absolutely ideal it must be the fault of other people and and uh, consequently uh, it must be that others uh, are, are evil or the world is evil and everything is messed up and so forth and so on for example again uh you know i'm not thought of as the most sightly but i don't have the the range of motion to to just call myself ugly like i'm just ugly uh, it's okay it's no big deal so now i get rejected on dates and what do i do uh, I can't believe maybe I'm a, I'm a girl and I think all oh, guys, all men are evil. Maybe I'm a guy, all girls are evil. I hate them, right? I'm going to be uh, hateful in this this disgusting way. Uh, maybe um, 
you know, and we see again extreme cases. Very unfortunately, people go and and uh, and hurt a lot of people over these kinds of things. Instead of just saying, you know, I'm 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 ugly. I, I don't really get dates that easily. A person will go and 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 goodness forbid, take the lives even of other people. And instead of saying that, you know, I'm a, a morally, I'm a degenerate. I've fallen to my animal impulses. I've uh, made many mistakes, uh, human mistakes. I've, uh, you know, I can list out 50 times that I, I've stolen things and I've robbed people and I've maybe assaulted people, all these things. And that's turned me into into a vicious animal. But I can, at the same time, step back and say that, nonetheless, it's not really truly me. I can change. And there's many examples of people that have done even worse than me and have changed and have become great people. So it can't be that my current state of moral uh, degeneration is fundamentally me. It's just that that it's a, it, I take full responsibility. I'm not blaming it on anybody but myself, but I'm not fully identified with it. I, 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 I hope it and understand and believe that I, I can really truly change and I'm honest and open about it, at least to myself. Obviously, to other people, that's an additional challenge. But that's the idea, and so forth and so on. For example, I can either, uh, you know, maybe I'm not the, the sharpest uh, cookie or the, the crayon, sharpest crayon in, in the crayon jar. I'm kind of dull. I, I don't understand things. I don't understand concepts. I don't understand professional skills. Uh, right? So one thing I could do is I could be have this this huge complex about it, like, oh, can it really be that I'm not Albert Einstein? Can it really be that I'm not the smartest person? I can't. No, it can't be. So I'm going to compensate. I'm going to feel some kind of weird way about it, like guilty about it. Like I have to maybe read up on, on a bunch of things and say big names and uh, to, to out of my kind of uh, to compensate. Or I can just say, you know, everybody has different abilities. Some people are good at, at art. Some people are not at music. Some are not at math. Some are not at sports. Some are not. Some people are tall. Some people are short. Some people are, are smart. Some people are dull. It's okay. Or duller and smarter it's all relative i'm smart relative to somebody and dull relative to somebody else it's okay i can joke about it i can laugh about it and that's it and then i'm freed of it and i am what i am and i'll probably be a lot smarter once i relax and just kind of accept myself my mental abilities for what they are and then try to work through things uh, as best i can at my own level instead of making a whole complex about it so that's the idea we uh because we confuse ourselves as subject Meaning the one who 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 is is doing the experience as opposed to the face or the body and and all of that, we apply the same standards of perfection and singularity that belong to ourself as subject to ourself as object. And in our state of nature, again, uh, just like a little kid doesn't understand at least initially, excuse me, what it can mean for his or her family to not be the the, the richest and the best. Uh, how can it be? That my mommy or daddy is not the best mommy and daddy in the world or, or that somebody else is better in some way. How can it be that somebody is uh, faster than me or somebody smarter than me or something? This doesn't make any sense because initially there's no others. There's no existence of anybody else. There's just me as subject. And the first object that comes into my awareness and that I confuse for myself is the, the sense of self that develops at some age, three, four, five, whatever the case may be, years old, uh, meaning uh, what I see in the mirror, if I can see uh, my abilities and, and all these kinds of things. So uh, consequently, it follows that I apply the, the singularity again and the specialness and the absoluteness that belongs to me as subject even before I had a sense of self when I was very even smaller than, than, than that. I apply it to the first object I see. Again, to get the point here, imagine that uh, again, this is pure, purely thought experiment. A child was uh, raised to, to, to believe uh, somehow that 
he or she had a different face or a different body or a different mind than he or she has. Mind might, might not even be possible in a thought experiment. For example, uh, again, purely as a thought experiment, uh, we very much hope, but uh, uh, it's not logically problematic to, to imagine that uh, a kid is, 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 is wired into some kind of matrix-like uh, system and, and uh, plays the, the role of so, somebody in a video game, right? That, that's so sane, a virtual simulation. Uh, and really, the the kid is growing in just in a chair in a room, and uh, hopefully the nutrition is taken care of through tubes and things like that. But the kid uh, perceives him or herself to, to be playing uh, the role of a, of a, some kind of little green uh, alien in a, in a in the world that somebody made up, uh, right? Through through goggles and the eyes and, and and things like this. However, that would be set up. So now. This is the first object that comes into the kid's awareness. Now I'm th- two, three, four years old. I begin to think of myself as a separate thing from somebody else. And, and what do I see when I look down? I see these little green uh, paw-like uh, hands maybe in the video game. I look in the mirror. I see a little green like little elf that or alien, whatever it is, in the video game. So I think, oh, that's me. Okay. And now I form my identity around this. And, and obviously all that self-esteem and, 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 and absolute need for dignity and and. And singularity, it's going to apply to what I think that I am in this video game. You understand? I have no idea what I really look like in, in the chair or what I, my real abilities are. And, and consequently, if in the game I'm, I'm made to be, uh, let's say, a lot shorter than, than the other characters in the game or a lot uglier or, a lot, or whatever the case may be, I'm going to apply that same pride to myself. We don't even need to go that far. If somebody's playing a video game character, right? They want the video game character to be successful. Maybe I'll, I'll add the little... Uh, cheat codes or boosts or however they do it that to, to the video game character that's the idea but then the, obviously that's not really the the kid and then the imagine if at age 18 or whatever that the kid was unplugged and actually saw his or her face for the first time and used his or her real body for the first time that that would be as much of a stranger to the 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 individual as as anybody else is a stranger to us you get the point i've never then seen my real face my real body i thought i was this character in the video game so it's the same thing it just so happens that the first object that we usually uh, see is, is ourself and and then we begin to apply those same standards of perfection to ourselves and that is why no matter uh, kind of who i am i naturally in my natural unconscious state of nature i expect that i'm perfect and i cannot deal with any kinds of imperfections and i have to develop vanity and complexes and n- narratives and stories and all kinds of things to uh, uh, kind of uh, make do, right? M- meaning, if I, uh, I'm not the, the 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 wealthiest, but something else. I'm not the most beautiful, but something else. I'm not the tallest, but something else. I'm not the smartest, but something else. All these things. But the, here, the the philosophical conceptual alternative would be to understand the distinction between myself as subject and object. The subject would be there, even if the in the thought experiment where the kid plays the video game character, that still we understand the kid would be there as as the self, as the I, thinking that he or she was was somebody else than he or she really is. To so say, uh, that's a, on the conceptual level and on a practical level, just begin to excuse me acknowledge all our lacks and, and faults and to begin laughing about them. Uh, I'm not the the the, uh, the the most beautiful. I'm ha ha. I'm not the smartest. Ha ha ha. I'm not the uh, the wealthiest, haha, I'm not the most successful, haha, all these things, laugh about it, be open about it, at least to ourself, and that way hopefully dissolve these uh, dark uh, pathologies and complexes that form around our uh, delusions here concerning uh, ourself and our I- imperfections, and that's probably the best thing for uh, our mental health, at least as it concerns this particular uh, area. I'm right, we can think about it. Thank you for listening.